Welcome to Entrepreneur Decoded, the show which reveals the habits, fears, failures, and joys of today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. Now, here's your host, Simon Sander. Let's get into the show. Today's featured guest is Rob Kosberg. Welcome, Rob. Thank you, Simon. Great to be with you, my friend. Rob is best-selling author and founder of bestsellerpublishing.org. He has been featured on ABC, CBS, NBC, Fox, and the Wall Street Journal and has spoken and taught thousands of entrepreneurs, coaches, and consultants how to stop hunting for clients and instead position themselves as the hunted. Rob, take a minute to fill in some gaps from the intro and give us a little glimpse to your personal life. Yeah, so what do you want to know about my personal life? How much I love to golf? Would that be something interesting? I love that too, man. <laughs> I'm just teasing. I, I do play golf every week. I, I work uh, generally four days a week, and so I, I spend one day golfing with my friends. It's a way to keep my sanity and uh, and, and stay competitive, uh, which I love to do. So <laughs> anyway, I don't know why that came up. I just throw it out there. Rob, you're just trying to avoid answering the question this will not work on this show. Let's jump in, if you don't mind. As an entrepreneur, Rob, what is the one thing that you do that you feel has been the biggest contributor to your successes so far? Uh, you know, I think the number one thing as an entrepreneur for me has been uh, learning how to, I talk about it in my bio, learning how to become the hunted instead of hunting for clients. That, that has been the game changer for my business. When you mentioned becoming the hunted, the first thing which popped into my head was content marketing. Are you referring to that? Yeah, you know, content marketing is fine, except I'm not a um, I'm not a big content creator. Uh, so, uh, so I think content marketing is fine if you're somebody that you know effortlessly creates content. I, I think there's lots of ways that you can do it. Um, you know, we do it for our clients through the use of a best-selling book. So, bestseller publishing helps clients to create celebrity, create authority, become the go-to experts in their niche. So, you know, when you can change the positioning and basically put yourself head and shoulders above your competition, then people begin hunting for you instead of the other way around. And there's lots of ways to use that uh, with paid advertising, with PR, radio, TV, etc., you name it. So if you had to choose one thing, Rob, something that is really working for your business right now, what would that be? Uh, you know, there's probably a lot of ways to answer that. Um, you know, we've been advertising successfully on Facebook for probably three and a half years now. That continues to work really great. So we use uh, our my best-selling books or our clients' best-selling books to attract customers um, and get anywhere from 15 to 20 people every single day that fill out an application uh, to work with us. So that works pretty well. Uh, Rob, I want you to look back on your journey as an entrepreneur. Uh, have you always had the entrepreneurial DNA and why did you become an entrepreneur in the first place? Uh, yeah, you know, I guess it's DNA. I think it also gets passed down by your parents. My grandparents were entrepreneurs. My dad was an entrepreneur and, uh, you know, I worked for a big corporation right out of college, and um, they did a couple of things that I didn't like. Uh, I was in sales, and I thought, this is probably why 
my dad and grandparents were entrepreneurs. So, you know, at some point down the road, I said, you know what, I, I think I want to have my own business and the risk of having my own business is better than the risk of working for someone else. So how big of an impact your dad and your grandfather had on you? Well, you know, a big one. I mean, uh, at least, uh, you know, it's not like they ever talked to me about becoming an entrepreneur. Uh, but clearly from the lives that they lived, I was like, you know, this is, this is cool. I mean, you know, I like their schedules. Uh, I like that they're working for themselves. There's certainly a lot of risk involved and there's a lot of pressure. You have to have big shoulders, but I, I loved it. And, uh, and clearly it's for me. So Rob, you've had a lot of success as an entrepreneur, but I know it always hasn't been easy for you. And I want you to go back on your journey as an entrepreneur and pick the worst entrepreneurial moment you can remember and share that story with us yeah i mean you know if you're an entrepreneur you're going to learn from a lot of failure <laughs> so um you know probably my biggest failure is what led to the success that that i get to enjoy today and that is in the early 2000s i owned a, a real estate company uh actually i owned three businesses in the real estate niche and they were you know, good sized companies. I was doing over a hundred million dollars a year in sales, uh, earning millions of dollars in income. And, um, in the U S we had a, you know, tremendous, uh, really all over the world, there was a real estate bubble and financial collapse. And I ended up in 2008, uh, closing the doors to those businesses and, uh, you know, 6,000 square feet. I still remember how I felt just kind of sitting in my office alone while people were coming to buy my, I had dozens of desks, dozens of computers, dozens of chairs, as I said, 6,000 square foot filled up and, you know, people buying stuff for pennies on the dollar. And, you know, I'm, I'm not a young guy. I'm, I'm 50 years old. And so this is in my early forties and I got three kids in private school. I live in a multi-million dollar house. I mean, you know, and now I've got to figure out how to reinvent myself. That was a really, really painful time. Let's get really specific with the audience. How did you turn things around? Give us exact details. Yeah, probably a number of ways, but I was in a mastermind group. Uh, and so I was, I surrounded myself with some really smart people. I got great advice. Uh, that's when I wrote my first book and, uh, that book became a bestseller, got me featured on radio, TV, etc. And so, you know, listening to the advice of, of smart people in coaching groups was really helpful. And then, you know, taking the action, you know, I had to, I had to get up, brush myself off. And, uh, and that best-selling book led to not just a, a new multimillion dollar company, but it led to a second multimillion dollar company, which is what I do now, bestseller publishing. So you said that you're really intentional about who you spend your time with. Tell me more about that, Rob. Well, you know, it depends on what I'm looking for. So, you know, th these this is the advice that I give to like younger guys uh, that, you know, maybe I mentor or, or help with. But, you know, if 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 you if you want to have a good marriage, if you want to be a good father, you know, uh, a good family person, then the people that you're involved with on a day to day basis whether it's socially or in some religious institution that you're a part of, et cetera, those are the people that you're going to model uh, your family, your marriage, and those are the people that on a day-to-day -day basis can really help you. The cool thing in business and in entrepreneurship is you can write a check for that. So so I have, I have groups of friends, right? I have 
you know, I have friends that I've been friends with for 20 or 25 years that have marriages that are great, that we talk about our relationships, our, our kids, our families, and we help each other. And, and I'm also, I, I write big checks, five figure checks to be in a number of masterminds where those guys aren't necessarily my best friends day to day. And they're not the ones that uh, you know, I'm I'm talking about my marriage necessarily too, but those are the people that are that help me in business. So my my advice is always, you know, surround yourself with people locally that can help you with like the intimate parts of your life, and then just write a check to people that can help you with your business. You can always pay for great business advice. So let's say we don't have that great network. Uh, how can we find those uplifting and positive people that can have a great impact on our lives? Yeah, you, I mean, you may have to go through some people, right? I mean, you know, building relationships is uh, time-consuming, and it requires commitment. So you, you certainly have to first be committed to building great relationships, and that means that you have to invest. You know, you need to be the one to spend a little money, take people to dinner, take people to lunch, ask questions, open up about your life. So when it comes to, you know, the right people, the positive people that you're working with, or that are involved in your life on a day-to-day -day basis, just invest in relationships, and some will work out and some won't work out, and that's totally fine. When it comes to business, it's it's probably a lot simpler with business uh, because success leaves clues, as uh, Jim Rohn used to say, and that is that you know the people that have already done it in business, uh, generally those people will have mastermind groups or coaching programs or things like that, and so you can just write a check and enter their world. And uh, that's, you know, that's the easiest way from a business standpoint to do it. So, Rob, you've started a lot of things, projects, ventures. How do you know that something is worth your time, money, and energy? Yeah, that's hard. Um, I talk about that stuff regularly with my business partner because so many opportunities cross our desk every day. And so... Many times the growth in our business is more a product of saying no to things than saying yes to things. So I think the biggest question that we have to answer is we have to make sure that this, this um, new opportunity, whatever new opportunity it is, is something that if we can add our magic to it, we, we don't do everything well, right? I mean, we have certain skill sets, and so if we can add our magic to it, we want to be able to do that and, and get a 10x return on our investment of time, energy, and resources. And so, you know, at the moment, that's uh, kind of the initial qualification that we're looking for. We're not looking for just any good idea. It has to fit with uh, kind of what our magic power is. So you have to get used to saying no, and that's your default answer, I assume. Yeah, it has to be. I mean, you know, uh, at, when you become the hunted, right, and that's kind of we've already talked about that you tend to get you know lots of opportunities crossing your path and you know for for the most part the answer is no to those opportunities because they're just not a good fit they may be million dollar opportunities but we don't have time for a million dollar opportunity i mean it may sound arrogant and i don't mean i don't mean for it to but you know you do have to pick and choose because i still you know, I still want to play golf. I still want to be a good dad. I still want to be a good husband. You know what I mean? I, I don't have 24 hours in a day to devote to business. Rob, I want to come to present day and uh, please walk us through your average day. 
Yeah, you know, I, I'm an early riser. I wasn't always an early riser, but I generally get up about 5.30, something like that. I, I spend time reading every single day. Uh, I spend time in, you know, thought and meditation in the morning. So I'm usually the first one up in my house, like 99% of the time. And I, I have that time, you know, in kind of thought, reading, prayer, meditation. Uh, I only have, I have two, I have three boys, uh, two of them, uh, one is out of college, one is in college, and then I have a, a teenager at home. And so, you know, the morning then is, you know, helping him, getting him off to school and that kind of thing. Usually then I'm um, about my work day, which is typically around 8 a.m. for something or other. And uh, usually I'm done in the four to five o'clock range, though sometimes I work a, a little bit later, but I find that I'm really most productive uh, in the morning. And uh, I, I'm a social creature, man. I love spending time with my friends. So I'm always, uh, you know, most evenings, you know, we got people coming over for dinner. You know, tonight I got my two older boys coming over for dinner. Then right after I have my buddies coming over for scotch and cigars. And so, I mean, you know, uh, the, it's a long day, but it's full of fun. So you mentioned some of your personal habits. If you had to pick one habit that really stands out and something that really contributes to your success, what would that be, Rob? Yeah, I mean, well, it, it, this will sound redundant, but I'd say reading. Uh, I'd say reading is by far the most important habit uh, that, you, you know, that you uh, at any whatever level you're at, let's say you can't write a big check to a coach or a consultant. Well, you can probably buy their book for 20 bucks. And and, you know, most people. Um, you know, most uh, high level coaches and gurus and masterminds, you know, they give their best stuff in their books because they want to really put their best foot forward. So, I mean, if you develop a habit of reading every day, you're going to grow like crazy in whatever area of life you're reading about. And you should be well read, not not just business, but, you know, it should be stuff that's important to you, you know, your faith, your family, all those kinds of things. Yeah, Rob, you have so many things happening in your life right now. What is one thing you're most excited about today? Wow, one thing. Um, I, You know, I probably, you know, because this tends to be business communication, I'll answer it for business, but I'll probably uh, answer it with, you know, where my company is at. I just finished a meeting uh, with my, my company and, and my staff, which we do every uh, couple weeks with me. My operations person does it every single week. And I'm just excited about the family that we've built and the new clients that we're serving. And it's just, you know, I love what I do. It's it's so much fun. Yeah, one of the best things about being an entrepreneur is that usually you love what you do. How important has been passion for you in the past, Rob? Yeah, well, for me, it's really important. Um, you know, I I don't know that it always was. So you know, like when you're younger and, and maybe this isn't true for other people, but maybe because I, maybe because I'm shallow, it's true for me. But when I was younger, I chased the money. And so, you know, I looked for opportunities, things that I was good at. And, uh, and I did those things and, and made a lot of money and kind of chased the money, uh, which I think is a little bit natural. That's how a lot of people fall into a certain path. But, as I've grown a little bit older, I, I've decided that I want to make money. Obviously, I still want to make money, but I want to do it in the things that I enjoy the most. So, you know, I owned a financial services company that was still doing multi millions a year. I sold that company and got out of it completely because I just wasn't passionate about it anymore. And I wanted to focus on, you know, my, my publishing business. And so, 
So I, it's super important now, but honestly, it wasn't always the most important thing. Great tips once again. Rob, before we talk about happiness, uh, tell me about your book. Why did you write it in the first place? You know, I wrote my book because I needed to reposition myself uh, in a new industry where I was unknown. So I did not write it out of passion. I did not write it my first book. I did not write it because, you know, I had this burning message inside of me. I, I was advised by a mentor that if I wanted to position myself as an authority in this in this space that I was unknown in, that I should write a book. And I I saw the truth in that. And so because I needed to launch that business, um, I followed his advice and uh, and it exploded. I mean, it you know, I, I in a terrible economy in 2009, I started a brand new business and it did a million bucks in the first year, all because of my best selling book. So uh, so, you know, I'd love to say that there was like some emotional attachment or some emotional reason. But the truth of the matter was, is. You know, I needed to do it for a business sense, and it worked like gangbusters. So you were able to successfully reposition yourself in a new market. Uh, what were some other benefits, Rob? Yeah, you know, a lot of benefits. Um, I, you know, I started becoming the hunted not just for that particular uh, niche, which was financial services, but, you know, people started coming into my life that were very, very high-level entrepreneurs that were interested in – me as a person because I was also a best-selling author and I had started being featured on radio and TV and speaking engagements and so that was pretty cool you know I I loved the high-level relationships that I started getting because these were really smart people that I could learn from and that in turn could also learn from me so that was that was really rewarding I love that uh, Rob I want to talk about happiness what brings you joy and really makes you happy in this life you know I mean, I, I love business, and and business is certainly a passion of mine. But none of that matters if you're not like really grounded in your faith, if you don't have a really good support system in your family. Uh, you know, look, I mean, you you can get a lot of accolades for making a lot of money and being successful, but you know if. And and people go through hard times, so I don't, you know, I don't think I'm any better than them. But if you, you know, if you're divorced a few times, or you know, maybe your relationships with your kids and family suck, then you got to get that stuff on right because you know, real like inner joy and peace doesn't just come from the amount of money that you have in your bank account. That's just not the case. So for me, it's it's a combination of those things. You know, it's it's having those things on on straight. And in order, and if I do, then man, I'm I'm full of joy. Great answer once again. Let's end today's show with a parting piece of guidance from you, and the best way to connect with you. Yeah, you know, I I'd say the best way to connect is our our website. Um, you can learn us about learn about us at uh, yournextbestseller.com. Uh, just just like it sounds, yournextbestseller.com. And uh, as far as parting advice, I'd say. You know, whatever it is that like you've had in the back of your mind to do uh, for many people that, that communicate with me, it's like writing a book. Like I talk to people every week that have been wanting to write a book for five years, 10 years, etc. But they just keep letting things get in the way. And if I would have let that get in the way 
eight years ago, I wouldn't have the life and the business that I have now. So maybe it's not writing a book for you. Maybe it's something else. But whatever that thing is that, you know, is just kind of gnawing on you, maybe it's starting a business, et cetera then look, stop being afraid of failure. Stop procrastinating. Stop rearranging the paper clips on your desk. Stop preparing to prepare and get your butt to work. Uh, do it because you'll find great fulfillment, not just in whether or not it's a success, but the fact that you finally got started on this thing that's been nagging at you for years and years. So that's probably the best advice I could give you. Let's end on that note. Rob, thank you so much for coming in and sharing your journey with us. Thanks, brother. Great to be on with you. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneur Decoded. For killer resources and free content, go to entrepreneurdecoded.com.